You are now listening to Wave Sound. family welcome to a members only presentation of versus mike history i am your host michael history and today we have nadira of the gumbo in the building hello hey. hello hey hello thank you how for, are you i'm good i'm great actually um we happy that. that you're here thank you yes for i'm very excited the podcast i appreciate you bracing your presence on this platform because i want my audience to hear everything that you have going on, on okay Let's do it. And uh, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and hop right into it. First, yes. and, first and foremost, um, let's let the people know who you are. Yes, my name is Indira Simmons. I am the founder of The Gumbo. It's a hip hop uh, social club and media platform for and by black women. So yeah, that's who I am. Awesome, awesome. So let's go ahead and get into who Nadira is. You know, like uh-huh. what, what's the background story? What's the come up? Um, I don't know. Like, what do you, I'm trying to think like, the like background story to come if, up. If we pitching, we pitching the biopic. What's the. Oh, know? well, it would go all the way back to South Jersey for sure. Okay. Little me. Um, definitely just like a big entertainment fan. Like I love TV. I love music. So if there was a biopic, it would literally start uh, in Burlington County, New Jersey. It would definitely start right there. Okay. Awesome. Um, Burlington County. How does that. How does that region um, form your opinion of like culture outside of, you know, what you're seeing on television? Yeah, well, it's different. I feel like I have a little bit of a, not a unique experience, but for me personally, so my dad um, is from Philly, raised in Jersey. My mom is from Maryland and I was raised in, uh, in a town that is actually, it's a suburb of Philadelphia. So I have a lot of like, love for like go-go and like that music when it comes Mm -hmm. to music and then i'm also which i'm sure you see because we follow each other online very big state property fan like i love philadelphia rap i love philadelphia soul love the sound of philadelphia um and just everything that comes with that so that's kind of like my unique experience when it comes to just regionally being in a town that isn't jersey isn't south jersey and it's so funny i didn't even know because i just went and looked up like our wikipedia page a few weeks ago it's funny i was just telling my coworker this earlier but i like was looking it up and i saw that our town is like a suburb of philadelphia and i went and like asked my sisters and my mom like oh, wow. did y'all know that our town and they're like yeah Nadira. <laughs> like <laughs> we're, we're 20 minutes away from philly like yes i just i didn't know that but jersey is so it's just such a great place and i think a lot of times i'm sure you know because you're from newark there's a lot of there's just a lot of different things that happen in Jersey. Mm-hmm. I think North mm-hmm. Jersey is a lot different than South Jersey. I think regionally there are so many different experiences. So like mm-hmm. as a kid, like I used to go to like farms, like there are a lot of farms like by me, like I definitely used to go to the farm for fun. Um, there are a lot of farms by me that I can drive by. I also think being so close to a big city that's not New York, but kind of has like a different, you know, just a different offering and a different value definitely just shaped the way I like just a lot of the stuff that I like, a lot of the music I listen to, the shows that I watch, the TV shows um, that I'm really, really passionate and interested in. It's all kind of shaped by that that South Jersey area. Word, word. Um, so what was like your, 
I'm, I was about to ask you a question and then like, uh -huh. your bags came into my head. Like, I was like, what was your first experience with, with hip hop? <laughs> oh, um, yeah, so like, what was your, like your earliest memories? Like, that's so funny. I definitely, my earliest memory of hip hop is being in the car with my dad in my car seat. And this is a, this is a very vivid memory. It's so funny that you asked me this. Cause I feel like when people ask me, it's the first thing that comes into my mind. Um, I can't remember what car he had. I feel like he had a red Nissan Altima. It's very, very vivid. If not, if that's the wrong car, my bad dad, he'll probably listen to this. He listens to like everything I do. My bad mm -hmm. if I forgot, but I was literally in the car and we were listening to Imaginary Players by Jay-Z. He loves Reasonable Doubt. So my earliest memory, that's like the first song I like knew the words to. And I think I was like two or three, like Amazing. just like talking. My parents mm -hmm. told me I was talking off rip, like to the point where they were like, Nadira, like you gotta stop talking. You're like, okay, like I'll be quiet. And they said, I would just keep saying that I would stop talking and literally never like, never stop talking. <laughs> but that's like my earliest, earliest memory of hip-hop is just being with my dad and listening to Hove and being in a car seat and just rapping all these lyrics to the song sounds great um yeah that's that's <laughs> all I could think of is you like in the in the back seat asking what what's the difference between a 4.0 and a 4.6 oh I was I was act, <laughs> like actually doing that it's it's very 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 funny I think another memory I have which we have on tape at my house is a mm -hmm. video of me and I was, I think, six or seven at this point, but rapping uh, Bling Bling by Birdman and Manny Fresh. There's like footage of that. So that's the that's the second memory. The earliest one is like baby rapping, rapping Hove. That's great, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's such a nutty. Good, that's such a good story. I just wasn't expecting that, but that's like a, a heartwarming. <laughs> oh, yes, we that love little, that. Yeah, that was a little touching. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Okay, so let's go ahead and move on to the adolescence. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, we have our earliest memories with music, but we start experiencing culture once we get uh, a bit yeah. older and a little bit more mature. And I want to talk about, like, fashion-wise, culture-wise, films, like, what are some mm -hmm. things that influenced you early? I feel like as a teenager, I used to do a lot of um downloading on LimeWire and I was addicted to that so much even my mom and dad, like they're big like they're also big on music so they would be downloading music on LimeWire as well we definitely broke many a computer to the point where like we would use FrostWire after they like canceled LimeWire so like mm. that's something culturally for me that I remember I also think um I would come home from school like if I didn't have because I used to do a lot in school like I don't even know why I did a bunch of sports and clubs but it was great had a great experience um but I would come home and I would go on to, I think it was Creative Control was a Dame Dash's site that he owned. Yes, yes. And yeah, I would go on there. Or if I had something to do after school and my dad was already home, then he would have been on there and be like, oh, like this is what was up today. This is what's going on with DD172. So like that's mm -hmm. another thing culturally for me, just seeing the way that people were kind of creating their own just like entities online. Like that wasn't yeah. really, I don't know, it's so good to like grow with the internet because I don't think right. a lot of, I mean, unless you're like a millennial around a certain age, like you're kind of watching it happen or you're just coming in where like you don't know anything else but the internet. And I think us growing with it and seeing these platforms like being created so much, even with the gumbo, but so much of what I do and so much of what interests me is like creating your own thing and just like 
going with it. So culturally, like, that was the stuff I was into. The people who, like, were making their own, like, TV shows. The people who were making their own, like, music platforms. Like, oh, yeah. we're going to make our own website. We have all these big names who have been around forever, but now I'm going to make my own, like, hip-hop blog. So that type of stuff really influences me. Right. And it's crazy that, like, that we, like, were in an era that saw that, like, sort of blossom and yeah no we i well I, I will speak for myself in saying that i thought that i would see that uh you know last much longer than it did mm -hmm. um at least in the way that it, it was um it was all coming together but yeah. it kind of just it kind of like died out i feel like a lot of people got scooped up by by uh, a lot of corporate entities bigger but companies we, yeah but um we're starting to see a lot of uh a nice resurgence of Mm -hmm. smaller more niche platforms and you know that's kind of why i have you here today yay yes um so let's go ahead and move forward with um sort of what were the experiences that led to you forming or coming up with the idea of the gumbo well i think for me i always knew that i loved i loved music and there was a period of time um at Rutgers. i'm really a through and through, like did not leave Jersey for so so long. But during my right. yeah, right. during during my undergrad uh, years at Rutgers, I um, I worked for this hip hop platform called Goodfellow Media. Shout out to them. I'm still friends with all the people that um, started that to this day. And I would do like hip hop journalism, so I would cover shows or I would like write on breaking news or you know interview different artists and. I definitely loved it, but I also knew that I had such a love for TV and I wanted to really explore that lane. But yeah. I also felt like there should be a place for people who love hip hop. And as someone who is a black woman, I would notice that sometimes when I would tweet like certain hip hop opinions, mm -hmm. I would have like, men be like all right well since you I, I feel like i say this in every every time i talk about this why i started the gumbo but like i would literally tweet like oh i love state property and i'll never forget like like people would just say stuff like oh well like name all the members and i'm like i know all the members like i don't have to like name all them but just just experiences like that which i think any woman in any field or any room can relate to is just you know sometimes having not even sometimes having opinions and the possibility that you'll you know you'll be questioned by by a man like, oh, like you like this thing that's deemed ours. Well, like tell me like, I'm gonna quiz you or I'm gonna tell you this. So that was that was the first time I was kind of like, mm, like I wanna kind of like make my own club. And then mm -hmm. when I graduated from Rutgers, I had a lot of friends who wanted to be um, music journalists. And it was disheartening to kind of see so many talented women and people like they, they had they had all the talent, they had all the skills, and they had the experience, and they either weren't getting the roles um, or they weren't getting paid to like contribute. And it was disheartening for me because especially when you are trying to write and you're trying to get out there, you need clips. So sometimes, yeah, like I'm just gonna write this thing. This is a mindset that people will just write something for for free or for, for nothing because they just want to get their words out there. So then when they do land a job, they have examples to show. Um, right. And that was just something that bothered me because I was very fortunate n never in any of my internships or any work that I did was I, you know, really like I wasn't unpaid. Like it was it wasn't a it wasn't a thing. So I just found it. Sorry, emails in the background. Mm. Um, but I, I found it to be just a little cuckoo i was like no like there are so many talented women out here so many talented black women and especially when you think about the fact that 
you know, hip hop comes from from us. You know, yeah. uh, it's kind of crazy that you know sometimes when you look you don't always see so many of us so i wanted to just create a space where okay people can consume this they can enjoy this within the comfort of like-minded people and people who identify in the same way they identify but also if you want to like do some work for us you will get compensated you will get paid if you have a thought or you have an opinion or you have an unsung quote-unquote hero or a person in this rap game that no one's written about because it's not what's happening at the very moment like we want to pay you for for this the story or your contribution so that's kind of how that came about right and you brought up something interesting that uh-huh. i, I want to touch on you spoke about how like you you spoke about your opinion online and then yeah. men will come and like mansplain yes basically um, yes <laughs> um i just want to talk about, i want to stay on that the topic of like gatekeeping a little bit because you mm-hmm. know um in hip-hop there is a tendency for men to feel like they have to you know gatekeep all of hip-hop i guess but um we're in this era where there are so many so 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 many dope female artists um and you know there just isn't nearly enough coverage for them like i just feel like um as much work as they're getting um they aren't getting covered nearly as much as as much as they're working um and you know those there are platforms out there that don't really um cater to them and i wanted to ask you did you do you have a similar experience with the people who um are attracted to the gumbo and people who like are in the within the gumbo a similar experience as far as like um the people who like come to your events who come Mm -hmm. to your virtual dinners um do they have similar experiences with um men sort of gatekeeping hip-hop from them and like not at all okay not at all and the one thing i will say because someone also asked me this recently in another interview as well um i'm very explicit about what the gumbo is and what it represents and what it stands for and anyone who follows us supports us comes to sample sunday attends a digital dinner attends like any sort of virtual thing that we're doing any other event that we're doing We've never had an issue where someone has, you know, done that because mm-hmm. everyone supports the mission. I think that's what's so beautiful. And I think sometimes, especially, you know, when you're doing stuff on the internet, we've been inside for the past few years. So a lot of stuff has been on the internet or has been remote. There is this pressure to to make things quote unquote more palatable or more open to mm-hmm. everyone. But I think you can be intentional in what you're doing and still have it be open and accepted and accessible to everyone. So I think because I'm just very clear and intentional, like the gumbo, we're celebrating these stories and these women and these artists and not just framing them as unsung, just people we want you to know about, people Mm -hmm. who are important, people who have contributed and people, people, people mess with that. They think it's cool. They think it's great. So there's never been an instance where someone has come to an event and tried to like school us because it's it's just not that's not the vibe we get that's not the energy we give off and everyone i think because we are so intentional with our mission and what the purpose of the gumbo is they like it in the same way like we can be supportive of things that okay maybe this isn't my community or my people but if i support the mission hey, I'll see you there. Like, I'll pull up. And I think that's what we need more of. It's just being intentional with what your mission with what your mission is. And if people support the mission, they're going to support you. So, yeah, we haven't had no issues. Thank God. <laughs> that's beautiful. Beautiful to hear. It's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. 
So I want to move on to your virtual dinners because you have you have one coming up. Yeah. Uh, and um, I just want to speak on like how you guys started with that and, um, you know, the, the evolution of it. Yeah. So we actually we did one with Red Bull. I'm trying to think was this two years ago now? I think 2020 is so crazy because these years they, yeah, they all blend, mesh they together. Yes. Um, but we did that one. Um, and it was just amazing. Like we literally had like the king of like just sitcom music, all of these these amazing black sitcoms, Kurt Farquhar, he's made all the music. So the one thing we do at the Gumbo is we have editorial uh, themes every month. And that mm-hmm. month, the, the theme, which are two things I love the most, TV and um, music, how they're intersecting, how TV and hip hop intersect. So he's done the song for uh, Moesha, He's done just so many, so many different sitcoms that are some of our favorites. And he was a guest. And then, you know, I had been thinking for months. I'm like, yo, like, I really want to talk about Jersey Club. Like, I know it's a niche. I know everybody that follows the gumbo is not from, you know, where I grew up. I get Mm -hmm. it. But, like, when I went to middle school dances, like, that's what we listen to like that's what we dance to when i went Mm -hmm. quote unquote away to college 40 minutes away from home like that's still what we listen to my first memory at Rutgers is teaching somebody how to do i like the way she moved in the middle of the quads like on livingston like that it was something that was so essential to me so we brought unique uh the queen of jersey club music she's amazing to come and sit with us yeah shout out to her to sit with us virtually and just talk about just talk about the field talk about how it's evolved answer some questions about her her field and for the longest, I've wanted to to have April on because, again, while the gumbo, we cover the rappers, there are also people who have contributed to hip hop who aren't rappers, who aren't lyricists. They're, right. they're not they're not making the music mm-hmm. or they're not performing the songs, but you have someone who created a brand like Walkerware. Uh, yeah, like we want to we want to talk to her. So that was something I, I pursued it for for a while. We stuck with it, and I saw. Um, I actually saw her at an event and I was like, all right, like I gotta like go, mm-hmm. uh, just go introduce myself my, to her. This is my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she literally was like, email me, like I would love to do that. And it, it, it was perfect. Like it was something that at the top of my mind, I was like, I know like the next time we do this, this is somebody I want to be a part of it. So yeah, just, just a nice Sunday night. We do it on Sundays. We tell everybody to get some food, sit down, make yourself a drink, whatever you want to do. Um, and yeah, we just listen to them talk. We answer some questions. We do a little scavenger hunt or we do a game. We do some giveaways and then we kind of chat at the end and then we, we peace out after two hours. It's a good time. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, speaking of Sundays. Yeah. I want to get into Sample Sundays. Hey, hey, hey. Um, yes. Because Sample Sundays is an event, right? Yes. But it is also, isn't it also um, you do trivia that goes along with it on social media or something like that? Is that is that how it began? Um, well, we do that. No, so we, Sample Sunday was like the first kind of social media, um, just like idea that I came up with for the gumbo because okay. I... I really, really love hip hop, but I also really, really, really love soul music, like Mm -hmm. a lot. And I naturally love sampling. I love listening to a song and like being able to figure out where like that came from. So I was like, let me just like make this as like a little series on our Instagram. We'll just Mm -hmm. do it every Sunday, sample Sunday. Hey, we're here. And after a while, I was like, why don't we like do this as a party? Like, why don't we? 
have people come and like listen to soul music and especially like a lot of at least at the time like I wanted to go to parties me personally I wanted to go to parties and hear like soul like I, right, that, right, right. That I wanted groove. to hear you want to groove yeah I wanted to groove a little bit and then still get a mix of the stuff that that's newer that we're listening to now but I was like let's let's just try this so yeah we we started that when we first started the gumbo um yeah and it's still going still going wonderful to hear speak about your um relationship with Old the Babel for a while for a bit yeah um we uh, yeah we approached them I mm-hmm. I emailed them years ago just had an idea to do the event there mm-hmm. and they were really really down so that's kind of been you know just just the place it's been at okay yeah so um what's sort of the feedback and you know what do people look for in terms of um content creation and uh you know information that's presented to the, uh to your audience like what does your audience look from you at this point in your uh your journey i think the biggest thing is learning i think a lot of times and the one thing i make sure we don't do at the gumbo is like if if megan the stallion drops a new song we can just retweet the song. We don't have to write an article about the song. We could post the song on our stories or we could ask like, oh, who's listening to the new Megan Thee Stallion? I think for us, we're not trying to be another like music journalism platform. That's not that's not the goal for me and that wasn't the vision when I created this. It was really a place to, all right, I want people to be able to 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now, if they have never heard of Miss Melody or Emil or whoever, there could be rappers today who are women that maybe 30 years from now, someone might not know. I want them to be able to say, oh, like the Gumbo is the place to go like find that and like type in their name. So that's something for me, I want it to be more of kind of like a digital archive where you can go through our tweets, you can go through our Instagram, you can learn a little bit. not just learn a little bit, you can learn something, you can learn more about something that you might have only known a little bit about, and you can also learn something new. And I think the biggest thing, it's it's an educational platform. So that that's my like vision for sure. Awesome. So you plan on doing more educational based, uh, creating more educational based content in the future? Yeah, I definitely see, I mean, we've we've done so well with the written work and we, we did a mm-hmm. podcast, uh, last year and I want us to just expand. I think there's a possibility to dip into TV and to documentaries and to a bunch of other things. Like I am someone who, again, I love I loved music and I love mm-hmm. being on kind of the outside of music and kind of listening to it and enjoying it and examining it and like historicizing it and archiving it and like researching it like that's really really what I love and I know that's what our audience loves so I think just as the years go on just dipping into all those other different realms of entertainment is really my goal okay um I guess this is I have a a little curveball question for you which is just um you know how can how can men empower women in hip-hop oh (laughs) um listen to them first and foremost listen Mm -hmm. to them is the biggest thing and i think that's how you can empower anyone is to listen to them Mm -hmm. um not speaking over them not negating uh what it is they're saying or they're feeling i think listening is the most important thing putting your money where your mouth is because the reality is like 
until money is not necessary for the world to function and it you have to be able to to support people so the same way you know if an album comes out someone's like oh like make sure you buy his single or you buy this do that for the girls too i think the biggest thing is, is listening and supporting an actual physical support sharing some music retweeting some music and, and putting your money where where your mouth is because a lot of times Someone could tweet like, oh, I love such and such, or I support such and such. And it's good. You got your tweet off. You got your engagement. You got your likes. You got your retweets. Cool. Um, but everything everything you do has to be actionable. And I think that's just how people should think is what am I doing that's actually going to be of of a tangible change? You know, what what am I doing that's going to really, really make a difference? Because a, a tweet is not making a difference. Uh, right. saying that you support women. It's like, okay, cool. Like, So yeah, listen and, and put your money where your mouth is, for sure. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Listen in all caps. Emphasis on listen. Because people be saying that they be listening and people don't be listening. <laughs> that just goes for anything. Sometimes people are like, yeah, I hear you. I'm like, you did not just listen to a single <laughs> word that I said. You just nodded because you wanted me to, you wanted to seem like you was listening. Right, right. <laughs> Um, well, what is, what's, what's on the docket for, for the gumbo in 2022? Well, there are definitely some things that I cannot really say. I'm also big on like, all right, like waiting until it's like the actual moment and Mm -hmm. then revealing it. I don't know. I get like, I'm trying to get better about that, but I get like really nervous with like, that's all good. If you want to, if you want us to wait until it's, till it's here, we can do that. We can do yeah, that. definitely. I mean, the biggest thing that people want from us for sure is more merchandise. So mm-hmm. that is definitely one thing that we've just been working on is making sure that we deliver on that because people like rocking the stuff and wearing the stuff. Um, also more events and yeah, some cool stuff. Definitely more events. They're not seeing me wink, but <laughs> oh man um this has been a wonderful conversation you know oh man uh, we already did see you were right you're like it's gonna go by so fast yeah, yeah, <laughs> it really yeah. did oh shoot yeah 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 um <laughs> this is this has been very dope um, awesome well thank you so much for having me i'm very very glad we like got to get this done absolutely absolutely and you know this you you can feel free to come back to the show whenever you please of course let's do it um and yeah just let everyone know where they can find you find the gumbo yes well follow the gumbo on twitter and instagram at t-h-e-g-u-m-b-o and if you want to follow me you can it's hi nadira i feel like my handle sometimes is hi it's h-i-n-a-d-i-r-a-h so i'm not gonna lie that that throws me off sometimes it throws a lot of people off it throws a lot of people off because i don't think people know it's a hi they Mm -hmm. are like what yeah, no. I'm not, it's, I'm not gonna lie. It's, this is a little dyslexic moment. I was like, "Is it? Is that her name backwards?" <laughs> you know, that's so funny. No, my name backwards is Harridan, and I know that because my mom has said it and like just says it as like a joke. She's like, "You should name this your name backwards." Like she's definitely said that before. So I know that off the top. But yeah. no, it's just just hi, Nadira, and yeah, I never changed it. But I like I like the mystery. I like that people don't really know. I like that it's like oh like. What is actually your name? Like, oh, there we go. Right. All right. And um, you guys can follow the podcast on Twitter at VS Mike History. I had a brain fart, excuse me. <laughs> you, guys, you guys can follow the podcast on Twitter at VS Mike History and on 
Instagram and the fan base app at Versus Mike History. Everything Versus Mike History related is at VersusMikeHistory.com. Please subscribe to the members only subscription tier. It's only $5 a month. Oh, yes. And, you know, we're, we're out of here. So um, peace, beautiful black people. I will see you at the next episode. And Ooh. thank you, Nadira. Once thank you. Bye, y'all.